0: Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. From news sources to comedians, from friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think and live and make decisions. But when everyone disagrees, how can we cut through the noise? How do we sift through all the information overload and choose what actually governs our lives? As we continue to pray and process these things, we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Questions? Questions.
1: (laughs) Hello, Jeff. Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm good. you know why I'm good? Why are you good? Because Audrey the intern is in here with us Audrey, today. Audrey the intern is in yeah. here with us today. She's a high school intern from yeah. Copley, but goes to Wadsworth. It all sounds suspicious to me, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, shout out to the Four Cities Compact. It's a good thing. That's right. She's yeah. here. And she's apparently learning things. Yeah. I don't know what, though. <laughs> um, I think mostly that she doesn't want to film and edit podcasts for a living. Jeff, do you have a personal intern Uh, Do I have a personal intern? Yeah. Audrey. (laughs) Is that who you're talking about? No, that's
0: not what I was talking about. I just
1: met her this afternoon. Uh, I do not have a personal intern. That's why you don't know what they're learning. (laughs) Oh, that's true. Yeah. I think of the whole world as my intern. Is that
0: bad? um,
1: We'll do that the (laughs) next episode.
0: I bet you Bob Ball would intern for me. (laughs) You know, uh, Jerry Ball was just asking me, in all seriousness, why is Bob a thing now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Somehow we randomly picked him as a target. Yep, he's just he's just the guy that gets it. And other people might wish it, but I promise you shouldn't. And yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's really good. Although
1: we could have Audrey, she could be, she could step in because she's an intern. That's true. All right. And that's... I say we make everything about her today. Do you okay. agree? Raise your hand if you agree. Raise your hand, Audrey. Raise your hand. There, she agreed. Yes. All right. Awesome. That's a legally binding.
0: So, our submitted question is: What is the future of Audrey as she continues to uh, seek see her career
1: path? I see bright and powerful things for her that don't involve anything with podcast. <laughs>
0: We are ruining that experience. Yeah, I
1: think I think that's what we're trying to say to you is, like, don't do this with your life. Do something yeah. else. Well, podcasts are a fad. I don't think anybody's really <laughs> yeah. making them anymore. Who's going to use the internet in five years? Right, absolutely. Nobody, Nobody that yeah. I know of. That's 100% true. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: good deal. Well, we do have a submitted question for us this week, All and right. uh, this is... Uh, someone that's trying to get some clarity on how the Bible works. So they say, I'm hoping that you'll talk about why we don't follow all of the Old Testament laws. This person, there are listeners learning about civil, ceremonial, moral laws, and I understand that Jesus is the fulfillment of the law, but it's still a little hard to grasp. I think we're supposed to follow the moral laws, but Jesus is also the fulfillment of I'd love to hear you guys discuss this and make it more clear. So, Jeff, how can we kind of break this down
1: and understand how the Scripture helps us out? Well, first of all, I'd like to thank our listener for asking a lighthearted question for me to answer at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. (laughs) Uh, If they were all (laughs) lighthearted questions, I'm not sure we'd have a podcast. Wow. Can you just explain
0: the Bible real quick? Who's the Savior that's mentioned in the Bible? Go ahead, Jeff. (laughs) Jesus.
1: Okay, next week we'll... (laughs) All right, so uh, how to think about this? Actually, it's a great question, and it's important because it actually deeply affects our theological and doctrinal positions today, right? So if you're unfamiliar with this question, I just want to frame it up broadly and then try to answer it specifically. So in the Old Testament, um, so the Bible's broken into two halves, the Old the Old Testament the New Testament. The Old Testament is about God and his followers, which we would call ancient Jewish people, and then the nation that he crafted out of them that we would call Israel. And the, the Old Testament centers around uh, individual followers' interaction with God, I think people like um, Abraham, Isaac, Joseph, Jacob, those guys, and then a nation's interaction with God, which would be like after Joseph. So you get into like Moses, uh, Joshua, the, the folks like that. So if you could kind of think of the Old Testament and those two veins, you have like individuals who are followers of God, and then you have that grow into a nation, mm-hmm. the nation of Israel that follows God. Those uh, individuals... Uh, would not have had the Bible and they would not have had the church. So God, and, and I'm being very high level here. So all you Bible nerd people don't email me. I don't want to read it. Uh, so this is very high level. Uh, they didn't have they didn't have the Bible, they didn't have the church, and they didn't have the consistent indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So God that lives within us. So in order to find God, interact with God, and relate to God, God gave them a system of spiritual practices that we usually call the law. And the law was everything from don't eat like shellfish to if you're unhealthy, go outside the camp this way, all the way to like a system of sacrifices. Bring your most valuable uh, sheep— And we're going to do a blood sacrifice, and that had all kinds of ramifications to the culture and to the time in which it was was done. But the point of the law was so that individuals and then eventually a nation could bring their sins to God, have their sins forgiven, and actually interact freely with God. So there's all kinds of of laws. Like I said, there's everything from like don't eat shellfish to don't eat animals who have a split hoof Mm -hmm. to um, uh, the Ten Commandments. Sure. Right? And um, there are parts of that law that we would practice today, Mm -hmm. uh, like the Ten Commandments. um, And then there's parts of that law that we would not practice today, like we can eat cows, even though they have a split hoof, you know, kind of thing. I think they do do they? Pretty sure cows do. Anyways, pigs, better example. That's a mixed message. (laughs) Yeah, I actually don't know a lot about farm animals. Um, But a pig would, like it would have bacon, you know, those kind of things. So in this process of knowing God, what God told the people, the individuals, as well as the nation is he said, if you follow me and follow these laws, some of these laws are meant for your protection, like the dietary laws, the cleanliness laws. Some of these laws are meant for uh, access to me or ways to understand me. All of these laws were meant for your benefit, and all of these laws are meant to be reflections of my love for you. So if you follow these laws, you will live in what the Bible calls a covenant or a promise relationship. Um, uh, a way that we would think about that today, a covenant today that would be very familiar with us, is marriage. Mm -hmm. So I made a promise to Heidi, she made one to me, and I'm like, if we trust each other, love each other, serve each other, are faithful to each other, it's a reflection of the covenant and an enactment of the covenant. If she cheats on me, if I leave her, we've broken the covenant. It Mm -hmm. changes our relationship, right? So the Bible would have these covenants. So uh, uh, there would be an Abrahamic covenant that would have to do with sacrifices and parts of the law. There would be a, a covenant that God made with Noah. So the rainbow after the flood was a promise or a covenant that God wouldn't flood the earth again. Uh, You would get later on into like a Davidic covenant or a covenant with David, like this is the way the nations and the kings work, all those kind of things. So as you go through the Bible, what God does is he evolves or he changes those covenants um, as their purpose or their fulfillment plays out, right? You get all the way to Jesus, and Jesus fulfills the law, and then he makes a new covenant, which is in his blood. And that covenant is the covenant that we call the covenant of grace. And the church and the followers of Jesus would live under the covenant of grace, right? Now, once that kicked into place, what we would think of is modern Christianity kind of kicked into place. So jesus died on the cross he was the atoning sacrifice so he paid a debt he didn't know because we owe a debt that we cannot pay that he was the lamb of god that was slain for the world this is all referencing back to the old testament Mm -hmm. so jewish people ancient jewish people would understand that imagery in a way that we don't even understand that imagery but basically god said my wrath." instead of being poured out on man, is going to be poured out on Jesus on the cross. And mankind is going to live as an object of my affection and my mercy and my love and forgiveness when they make a covenant with me, so when they accept me as their Savior. Mm -hmm. um, There's no condemnation, there's no wrath, there's no judgment, all those kind of things. Once that covenant was made, the Church was created— after Jesus's death and resurrection at the day of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit was received after Jesus's death, his burial, and his resurrection. The Word of God was inspired, and the apostles were led along by the Spirit after, I think especially the New Testament, after Mm -hmm. the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And then... Christ's followers were released from many parts of the Old Testament and the law, but not all. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, in Acts chapter 10, Peter had a vision. In the vision, there was a sheet with all kinds of animals that Jews were forbidden to eat. God said, "'Don't consider these things unclean anymore. You can eat them. I'm releasing you from that part of the law.'" Um, there's other parts of the law that we we still live under. So, for instance, like, you should not murder people is still a part of the law. You should not commit adultery is still a part of the law. There's Because those things are reaffirmed in the New Covenant. Uh, keeping the Sabbath as a rule as opposed to a gift is not a part of the law anymore. That, that is not brought forward into the new covenant. So now we keep the Sabbath as a gift, but we're not disobeying God if we had a busy Saturday. Um, we would be disobeying God if we didn't honor him with our bodies. So it's, it's just the, the way that God has walked and interacted with people. So if you think of humanity as a person, and God as a person that relationship has evolved over time those covenants have changed and been fulfilled over time and then God was like I now and I'm like I said I'm kind of saying this very broadly it's it's this is probably like 3 years of seminary <laughs> that we should sit through but God is saying now Love as you've been loved, forgive as you've been forgiven, bear one another's uh, burdens, confess your sin. I want you to do those things as a response to my love. You don't need to bring a lamb in and have its, its, it bled out and burn its carcass. Sure. Right. So um, I actually like that you said—this uh,
0: is almost like we're covering three years of seminary in what's probably been nine minutes— How does the person that's not going to go to three years of seminary live this out? How do they not read in the Old Testament that you shouldn't eat animals that have split hooves and go, doggone it, I messed up by having bacon this morning?
1: Yeah. So how how would the... Either First the, of all, the, I can't see any scenario where you would mess up by having bacon. I can't see a downside well, to bacon. The irony is that's the point of this question, isn't it? <laughs> because you're right, um, and I actually did have some bacon
0: with my breakfast this morning, and it was delicious. But if I didn't know any better, and I'm just figuring this out, and I just read a passage and let's call it Leviticus, that yeah. says I shouldn't have eaten bacon, how do I know that? What is there, Are there like some guiding ways... To kind of know the difference, um, in in that scenario,
1: yeah. the, the biggest ways is to it, the biggest way is to root your faith in Jesus. So Jesus completes or fulfills the law. So the parts of the law that we really need to know and understand, Jesus teaches us. Mm. And so Jesus is like, uh, don't commit adultery. But if you look lustfully at a woman in your heart, you commit adultery. Don't murder. But if you hate your brother, you murdered him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, what's the greatest commandment? Uh, Jesus answered it. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbors yourself. Uh, all the law, all the prophets hang on these two commandments. Later on, the apostles say, if you if you love, you fulfill all the requirements of the law.
0: Yeah, love is Christ has loved you, yep.
1: Yeah, you fulfill all the requirements of the law. So inst- instead of going back, if, if you don't want to be a, a Bible nerd, instead of going back and doing three years of seminary and dissecting it here and there and the other thing. I would just dial into what Jesus say says and receive from him and then the apostles, Paul, Peter, others, their comments and their teaching about the law because they're wrapping they they're summarizing and directing the parts of the law that affect us today. This is what I would caution the law and the Old Testament—the Old Testament is God's Word. The Old Testament is the story of God. Uh, The Old Testament illustrates the heart of God and the character of God. The Old Testament is also wildly abused, because you can go into the Old Testament, and you can find these uh, pieces of it that are hard to understand that uh, take a trusting and mature view of God's heart so like somebody would say God committed God committed a, a genocide in the Old Testament and I'm like if you read the Battle of Jericho that shallowly you don't understand or trust the heart and the mind of God mm-hmm. but it's in there if you want to see it uh, God de- God devalues women in the Old Testament like if if you read uh, a verse, and took it out of context, and outside the context of God's heart and mind, sure, you can find it. Uh, The Bible says if children are rebellious, you should stone them to death in the Old Testament, which it does say. If you you take all of that out of context and don't understand God's justice and don't understand His perfection— so the, the Old Testament is wildly abused, and, mm-hmm. and what I found is it's often abused to either try to discredit God or to control people. Mm-hmm. I found this weird verse, and now you must obey me with it. And what I would say is the best way to understand the, the Old Testament is through the New Testament, the gospel and the heart and the mind of Jesus— because jesus addresses the old testament a lot so do the apostles and all the confusion and all of the history and culture and etc., <clears throat> is all clarified mm-hmm. through jesus teaching in the new testament so we'll take things that are six 000, seven thousand years old and a culture that's five ten twenty degrees removed from ours and will interpret an old testament verse through a a brand new north american personalized individualized concept um the prayer of jabez is a great example of Mm -hmm. this increase my territory increase my territory that is not like you having more money and influence on social media has nothing to do with the prayer of jabez Mm -hmm. um you know uh and i could go on and on and on sure. about the the abuses of the old testament so what i would do is i would get to know jesus mm-hmm. who is the author and perfecter of our faith mm-hmm. he addresses and interprets for us so to say the old mm-hmm. testament and he brings forward the focuses of the law he he fulfills it and brings it into clarity so that we know how to honor God. And when we're honoring Jesus and we're pursuing him through his word, it's kind of like seek first and all the Old Testament will come into line, mm-hmm. but go after Jesus's heart and mind.
0: Yeah, when you can understand that Jesus is the fulfillment, is the culmination of what we're reading in the Old Testament, we know where it's headed. That's right. We know what it's pointing to and all those kind of things. I heard a, a pastor one time say, um, not not as good a one as you, um, mm. but in general, just a guy trying his you best. Do you agree with that, Audrey? <laughs> Audrey.
1: Audrey, you agree with yeah,
0: that? that's good. Well, I haven't heard
1: this other <laughs> she said she has. She hasn't heard him, but I'll 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 say a version of what he's saying. I'm pretty sure she thinks I'm. You pretty pretty confident. I'm probably the best pastor you've met today. Did, wow, that hurts. <laughs> Now it got personal. I didn't even get that one. (laughs) She didn't even give me that vote. she met me too, so I mean,
0: (laughs) she's really trying to wait out. Uh, But this pastor said, you know, the law, even when it's clearest, is not motivating. I mean, each and every—I would say probably 99% of our listeners do not obey the speed limit 100% of the time— because they're inspired by that law. Like, ooh, 55, I must go 54 and a half or less. Yeah. Like, if anything, it's like, eh, it's a guideline. You know, like, if it's 55, don't be going 80. If it's 25, don't be going 50. You know, like, we kind of have these mental parameters because law doesn't inspire, where Jesus pulls it back together. is like, love is what is motivating. It's amazing what we'll do for each other when it's out of love. Right. So if you love the Lord your God with everything you've got, it's amazing what you'll understand and want to do as he calls you into your purpose, as he calls you to life. When you love other people, it's amazing what you're willing to do and to sacrifice because you love them. Love always motivates, the law rarely does, and that's where Jesus does this miracle of fulfilling the law, yeah,
1: and and the I, and I would say this like if if you are caught into the nuances and the lack of clarity of the law of the Old Testament, you probably are not spending nearly enough time in the clarity and the direction of the New Testament. Mm. I have plenty of trouble loving my neighbors myself. Mm-hmm. I. Probably don't really need to wrestle through the dietary guidelines. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll also say this the reason that this is important is because it frames your theology. So, a lot of the prosperity gospel, mm-hmm. um, manifest gospel stuff is an abuse of the Old Testament. It's looking at myself as if I am the nation of Israel. Yeah. God made me this promise in the Old Testament, and I'm like, He made that promise to a nation, right? He did, or to an the prayer of Jabez. He he said that to Jabez, right? <laughs> he didn't say that to me, right? And and I would go back to Jesus, mm-hmm. and I would go back to the New Testament, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure you can be completely lost in the world of of. Becoming Christ-like and knowing the heart of mind of Jesus, and it's plenty of work, plenty of time, plenty of effort. And Jesus blows my i've I have formally studied the Bible since I was six years old, mm-hmm. and Jesus still blows my mind. Yep, I, a- I don't need some weird thing to get hung up on. I'm 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 hung up on like being representing Christ to my wife. Sure. Yep. I've never mastered 30 years later. No. It's amazing what we can learn from God
0: in those instances, but we can't attribute to ourselves. And so, like, if I bought one of your kids a movie ticket, like, that kid, Isaac, would be like, wow, Joe, thanks for the movie ticket. But if Eli came to me and says, hey, I heard you're giving Jeff's kids movie tickets, like, no. Not necessarily, (laughs) like I I gave Isaac one, but what Eli could learn from that is, wow, Joe's the kind of guy to do nice things like that for people every
1: once in a while. Yeah, you learn something about your character, not about your to-do list. Right, and so that's uh, one of those things, like just because
0: God did something for a person or even his people group in the Old Testament does not mean that carries out to, like you said, our... 2022, 21st century North American lifestyle today. Yeah, Um, And so uh, it's it's really, really, really helpful. I'll echo, go after Jesus, because what he echoes is incredibly important. He makes some things harder because it's birthed out of love, and he frees us from other things because of what love does. So... That's uh, So so good. Any closing thoughts here before we ask Audrey to close out our episode? I was going
1: to say we need to have Audrey read out our episode. Come here, you're going to read. It oh out. my gosh! You, 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 <laughs> you here, ready for this? It. Yeah, it's easy. I got it all written down. <laughs> I, I wish that. everybody could see the look on her face. She yeah, is so. so this excited. is really
0: really cool. Except it's, it, so like this these bullet points here. Like you you want to try to like close out the episode, or are you like this is terrible and I think I quit after this? You you can give me <laughs> your options. I'm good. You're, you can. You can do it. Okay. okay. You sure? Uh, yeah. At least say. You can wave to the camera. At least. At least wave to the camera yeah, and awesome. say. You're doing great.
1: Get on the microphone and say hello. Hi. Pastor Jeff is my favorite. You don't have to be forced on <laughs> those things. That's that's abusive. <laughs>
0: my name's Joe. If you wanted to change the opinion, though, <laughs> okay. who was the best today? But it's okay. It's very cool. Did you want to say anything
1: else? No. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs>
0: I totally understand. This is one of the most awkward. You will look back and say this might be the most awkward day of my internship. <laughs> and I apologize. And you're welcome.
1: If you're lucky, uh, it could get way worse than well, this. Oh, that's true. That's so true. <laughs> well, would you like me to close out the
0: episode? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> very, very good. Well, if you would like to submit questions, you can always do so at bath.gracechurches.org slash messages. If you would like to be awkwardly brought on camera, you can reach out to us on that form as well, and we'll see what we can do. If you'd like to send an apology note to Audrey on behalf of our leadership, you can do that as well. well. We'll hook her up. Um, If you'd like to take any unique next steps, maybe you'd like to learn more about the law, learn more about who Jesus is, get in the community and have those conversations. We would love to help you do that. And if you want to hear more of what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe, follow, rate, and review our podcast. If you're looking for a church family, you can always join us in person here in the Akron area or online if you're not. And we are just really glad that you're with us today. So thanks for jumping in with us as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. We'll see you next time.